Hey everyone, I'm your host today. It's Nikki, and I'm here with Bees and Miso. And today we're gonna talk about shoujo that teach us different types of lessons, whether that's you know, literal lessons about maybe cooking or card games, or lessons about life, such as growth and maturity, or just lessons about friendship, or maybe even bad lessons. Um, so yeah, we're really excited to talk to you guys today about that and talk about various different mangas. But first, we just wanted to try to update everyone on what's been going on in our lives. Uh, Miso or Bees, do you have anything you want to say? Um, I've, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, I've just been, you know, s suffering with uh, school and work and not getting enough sleep ever. I felt that. I've just been working, like, almost every day. Yep. It's been super tiring, but it's the same as usual. <laughs> okay, well for me, I have exciting news to share with everyone. So recently, <laughs> it's really funny because um, I just laugh thinking about him. Um, but recently, I decided to make a cardboard cutout of my favorite K-pop idol. It really uh, sounded around... like you were about to say, I decided to have a baby. <laughs> I know, it sounded like really important news and I was like, oh, I'm like, I was gonna be like, oh, I'm shy and embarrassed to talk about him. <laughs> but no, I made a cardboard cutout of my favorite K-pop idol. And he's supposed to be like 5'10". It's Jin Young from GOT7, by the way, if anyone's into K-pop. But he's supposed to be around like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, but I kind of messed up the measurements and so now he's like 6'5", or 6'4", or something. He's really tall, he's really big. And I'm like 4'11", so... He's taller than you. You can imagine the height difference. <laughs> taller than you, by a lot. Oh yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's really tall and he just sits in my house and he scares my roommates every time we turn the corner. You should just put him in like, because he's just staring just put at him us. in like a new location every day, just to scare your housemates. Yeah, no, I've been thinking about that. I was like, oh, maybe I should just move him around, and just keep him in different places so that he just always is scaring us, and we're just you always put him surprised. in the window so he's always watching the neighborhood. Are you gonna get a? Are you gonna like make another one with the right height, or are you just gonna keep him tall? I don't know. I had to like buy more cardboard or something because I use foam foam boards for this one. Just make a whole army of are you him. Gonna, like, yeah. Are you gonna make like other yeah. big boys? Or are you just gonna <laughs> try to size them properly? I would prefer to size them properly. Um, I print them out at work at my work printer. So you print them you out know. at work? Yeah, I print them out at work. Do, do, wait, where do you work? <laughs> I work in um, I work in like an office setting where you can just like use the big printer, you know. Do any of your coworkers question it, or are they just all right with it? No one's. You just kind of go and you snatch it real quick. So no <laughs> one sees what you're printing. So no one saw you print out like body parts. <laughs> no, no one saw. He's really fun. Last night we were having a roommate dinner and he was having dinner with us. <laughs> and none of my roommates are like really into K-pop either, so they're just like, what the hell? I really love the mental image of it. I just imagine him having his like own chair with like the whole the whole housemates. <laughs> he has his own seat. Yeah. Uh, it was really funny because when I when I texted them. Like, I came home, I came home, like, around, like, nine-ish, I think, the day that I made him, because I made him at my friend's house. And I brought him home, and I kind of just left him in the living room, and my roommates were, like, in their rooms, like, they didn't see him yet. And so I texted our group chat, and I was like, hello, please don't mind the tall Korean man in our house. <laughs> and they thought I brought a boy home. Like, they were like, ooh, like, you did bring a boy about? home. Like, yeah, I did, but they thought I brought like a bull, like a real, like a man, like a <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, they thought I brought a man home, and they're like, "Oh, who's this guy, Nicole?" Or like, "Who is it?" Um, and I was like, 
you should go see for yourselves. He's 2D. Yeah. A 3D man, I would never. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's kind of like the thing that's really uh, making me amused this week because I just keep thinking about what else I can do <laughs> with it. It's an important update. Thank you for telling us. Alright, so <laughs> enough about K-pop boys that are ginormous. How about we start talking about shoujos that teach lessons? Um, so I guess first we can talk about like shoujos that teach literal lessons, you know, like lessons about cooking or medical lessons. Uh, yeah, I'll start. Um, cause I, there's this one, it's ongoing now and I keep up with it whenever it releases um it's all right excuse me i'm gonna butcher this japanese name and i do apologize it's tonari wa nani oku hitozo by yuki fujitsuka and it's about cooking and every single chapter focuses on a different um recipe so it's two volumes the first volume is completed it's or sorry no two series the first is completed, it was three volumes, the second is, the sequel is ongoing. Um, but it is a shoujo with a romance, but it's mostly about cooking. Um, yeah, and every chapter has a different recipe, and the two characters, um, cook the recipe together, or sometimes it's just one of them, and then at the very end they have, like, a normal recipe card with actual mm. pictures of it. Have you followed so any of the cool. recipes? You didn't even try. I've never I was tried. Just about to ask, have you tried any of the recipes? No, because most of the time they're like way more effort than I want to put into making food. It's kinda... I'm more of like um, you know, six six ingredients and we're like, good. Was it shokugeki no soma of like those crazy recipes? Some of them are like pretty intense, like that, and but some of them are like, you know, just a couple ingredients to make. A drink kind of depends it switch it up desserts meals snacks that's cool isn't um like you might eat a patissier kind of similar i don't know if they had um actual recipes i feel like they did it's been a while since i last watched or read it um but i think they had a lot of good like dessert recipes in it or like they would teach you a lot of different like technical cooking skills as well too which i thought was really cool I don't know, I've never watched or read that a really long time. (laughs) Yeah, it would make me crave sweets so much. Like, I already really, really like pastries. And that show would make me want to eat so many pastries all the time. Yeah, it does make me hungry sometimes when I'm reading it. Have you guys watched or read Chihaya Furu? No, I have not. (laughs) Watched it. I watched it and I love it. That... Yeah, I also really liked it. I feel like that's one of the closest things shoujo is gonna get to, like, a sports anime, you know? Wait, wasn't there that one, um, <laughs> this is not shoujo at all, this is, this is a joke, by the way. Uh, the one where the girls, like, were, um, you know, battle, butt battle I think in the I pool? know what you're talking about. That's <laughs> sports, butt right? <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. It had its moment, they were, like, on a They were, like, on a floating <laughs> platform, and they just, like but battle each other to like last to stay on right or something fall into the pool i didn't watch it but i did hear about it does it does it does it teach you anything does it teach you how to butt battle i guess i i mean i I didn't watch it but uh i sure i'm sure it had some tips it taught me that like you know how to max out your glutes is free considered uh is free considered a shoujo too is free teach you anything about anything swimming? technical about swimming in it? <laughs> I mean, who who's oh. watching it for the plot well, though? <laughs> There's probably three people in the world who have watched it for the plot. Three people. That's a little too much. That's a lot. <laughs> okay, maybe two. Okay, but I think Furu is like pretty close to like a sports type anime, you know, where. It's super dramatic, and they're super serious about, you know, the club that they're in, and they're recruiting members, and there's, like, experienced players, and, like, newbies, and you'd learn a lot about Karuta. Like, I didn't even know Karuta was a thing until I watched Chihaya Furu. Same. 
Uh, I like went and I looked up actual videos of people playing Karuta because I really wanted to see them play it, you know, in real life because it's something you don't really watch. Like, you know, a lot of sports animes, like you'll see sports games um, casually every once in a while, so you're not interested in seeing how it looks real life because you know what it looks like in real life. But I don't casually see Karuta games, you know, in real life, so I was really interested in that. I feel like it does a pretty, actually, a really good job of teaching. Um, Karuta to people who, like me and you, had no idea about its existence at all. Does a really good job of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it does. And you learn like, what are they? Are they are they poems yeah. or are they? Yeah, something like Japanese poems, right? Yeah. So yeah, you get to learn about those too, which I think are really cool. It's just an overall interesting concept that I would center around that. But yeah, I think that's like one of the closest things Shoujo is gonna get to sports anime, and like it's free that shoujo. and like free. <laughs> There's a pretty big difference. <laughs> is free shoujo? I don't I'll know. I'll Google it. I feel like it I could feel like be. It is. I mean, I mean, it was the main audience was for females, right? I feel like that was the target. I mean, I don't think they were for. I, I don't wish think they, they were, were for be males. Funny. I mean, free wasn't free wasn't yeah. that bad. It was pretty um, like fun to watch. Kind of reminds me of um, Run with the Wind. I don't know if any either of you have watched it. No, I haven't. No, I don't think I have. Uh, it's it's a really good sports uh, sports anime about a running club, a college running club. It's a sports anime that's college age, Ooh, not high school, that is, which that's I really new. appreciate. <laughs> that's rare. Yeah, that's rare. Yeah, that's rare. Um, and actually, it does a really good job of showing because I could. I really like this show. Or, sorry, I really like this anime. I recommend anyone to watch it. Um, it does a really good job of showing people struggling to balance an optional club with real life, you know, searching for jobs and stuff. Which is uh, nice because in real life, yeah, you have to do, you know, like real life stuff. Look for jobs. You can't commit 100% to a club. Yeah, that's true. And like, like animes, that's they always, like, commit their life to like a sport or a club. And there's like nothing outside of that. So that's nice to hear. Well, they're also most of the time in high school, so... Mm, I guess they have, like, yeah. more time. Yeah, but you also have to, like, study and stuff. Oh yeah, that's, like, another thing. A lot of mangas, anime, don't show any of the kids studying. And then, I don't know how... Unless it's, like, risking their membership in the club. They're like, oh my god, if you... Or, or it's, like, a plot point. Or it's, like, yeah. you need this guy to, like, tutor you. You know? Yeah. Oh, back to... I, I was talking about um, Run With The Wind. What was I saying? It's it does teach because um one of the main parts of it is that most of the club members have never run like long distance before. It's long distance running um cross country, I think. I don't know. Um so it it goes through them learning how to run and stuff. So I guess that kind of applies. I don't know. Uh I I just it just popped into my mind cuz you said you were talking about um if free was made for guys. Is because there is quite a bit of, I don't know if you could call it yaoi baiting? Queer baiting. <laughs> in, yeah, um, a little bit, yeah. They do show quite, if, in the first few episodes, they do show the boys naked or almost naked quite a few times. Just to get you hooked, yeah, I so think. it'd be similar to, like, Yuri on Ice. I never watched Yuri on Ice, but I've heard a lot about that one. Isn't it getting like a sequel or something? I don't know. I think it is. But I think Yuri and Ice isn't really queer baiting because I think they did get together. I didn't watch it, but I'm pretty uh, sure they did. I didn't watch it either, so I wasn't sure if yeah. people were just like actually emphasizing on the queer baiting or it was actually like a thing. Um, I watched it. They, I don't think... They didn't... If I remember correctly, they didn't outright say, oh, we're dating now or anything like that. But I mean, it's like... They kissed on the ice oh, and stuff. That's pretty much. It's pretty um. It's pretty it's obvious. Like the shoujo definition of they're together. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But they didn't. Sh they didn't show you know the lips touching or anything. I think that's. Oh. But I mean, they did. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I heard like the the, you know the skateboarding anime like I don't it's called like skate I think. Oh, I think but, I heard about that. It's kind of yes. new, right? Yeah, my friend was telling me how it's like either queer baiting, like, for, like or it's gonna be like an actual like, yaoi or BL. Mm. So that's interesting. 
that all these sports anime have some sort of queer baiting element. All the like the shoujo ones, I guess, with male leads, you know, because in like, I don't know, I don't think Haikyuu and like Kuroko no Basket is queer baiting. There isn't, but there's a huge like shipping fandom. Yeah, there's like a huge shipping shipping fandom, but like they don't really. I wouldn't say it's queer baiting for them because they don't really do much with each other. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Uh, what about like uh, other lessons? What can you guys think of anything else? Uh, you mean actual lessons? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean it's not shoujo, but cells at work. It does teach you about like um, the human body and the immune system and stuff oh, like that. Oh, there's a new. This is a new like sequel series to Cells at Work. I think it's called Cells at Work Black, or like the body is like so. dying, or something, or like it's oh. an al- a- alcoholic. I think, and then like all the cells are working super hard. That one was kind of interesting to watch. That's gruesome, isn't it? Like the genders are reversed, so the white blood cell is a girl and the red blood cells are guys. I think so. Yeah, it's by a different studio. I think. But it was still like pretty informative. Yeah. Have you guys actually like watched it and learned something from it? Um, I, I knew I most did. of the stuff going in, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I knew more, like the stuff that I didn't know. I don't think it really like stayed in my head because <laughs> I don't know when I watch anime, I don't really like, think that hard, so it just kind of like flies over me. <laughs> Brain empty. Yeah. With like, um, have you guys read? It's a webtoon but it's Dr. Elise. Oh yeah, I, I have not. I read it for a bit, but then like, it was really interesting about all the surgery, but then the world building was kind of, I would say messy. Cause there's- I get that. Yeah, some parts were very advanced and then some parts were like not advanced at all. And I was like, where, where what era are we taking place in? It's kind of weird. I get that. Yeah. But I thought, I, I felt like I learned a lot about surgery in that one too. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to have like a female lead that has something that's not just oh i i'm gonna marry this rich guy you know (laughs) like she had a skill and that was really interesting but i kind of dropped it because she was very mary sue at some point it's i is how low is the bar if we think oh this mainly this uh main character is good because they have a skill the bar is pretty low (laughs) Mm. i mean i'm not saying she's a bad character i'm sure she has like good traits I I don't know. I just find her like too perfect. Like it's okay for characters Yeah, she is. Yeah. Like it's okay to have characters that have flaws with a skill, but like she was too like an angel like, like perfect. It was a little too much for me. Yeah. I get that too. She most definitely gave off that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> the bar's quite low as you can see. <laughs> Okay, what about any shoujos that teach, like, life lessons about, like, growth, maturity? I feel like when we thought about this topic for this episode, we were kind of leaning more towards these type of shoujos. The ones that kind of, like, try to teach you or you take away, like, a lesson or something to learn. If you really dig deep enough, I feel like you can take one out of, like, any shoujo or any story, to be honest. But... I think there are some that do them exceptionally well or do them with the intention of kind of expanding on certain lessons. Can you guys, do you guys know of any? Well, I was saying this earlier, not earlier, but like Shugo Kara, if anyone remembers that like magical girl anime and manga, mm-hmm. I think that one has like quite a good life lessons about growing up and like chasing dreams in a way. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a really good show for kids, like, if you ignore the age gap, you know? If you just, <laughs> if you just ignore the age gap, it had a pretty good, like, it life. Always, <laughs> it's always the age gap. I think, um, I feel like I read a lot of these, and they all kind of have, like, similar, uh, similar storylines where, have you guys read, like, um, Cat Street or... Paradise Kiss. Paradise Kiss sounds familiar, but then I also don't remember it. It's pretty popular. Paradise Kiss was pretty popular. That one in like, um, Gokinjo Monogatari, I think. 
those are by the same author. I forgot her name. I'm really bad at mangaka names, but um, basically, so for Cat Street and Paradise Kiss, both of them kind of follow this like lost like teenager. They don't know what to do. They come across a group of people that are like really free, um, kind of just do whatever they want. Um, and they don't really fit in with society in a normal sense and they kind of just grow together learn how to chase their dreams together gain confidence and growth um, those two stories are really, really similar like super similar and i think um the ending especially for paradise kiss i won't spoil anything but the ending especially was also super interesting that kind of it was really realistic in a sense um, I think those are two mangas that are really good at that. Um, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, a lot of shoujo's life lessons, are, it's very hard to, like, just pinpoint what exactly it's trying to, like, teach me about, or, like, any of that. Because I feel like a lot of them just do a lot of teenage exploration and, like, emotions. I most definitely think there are some that do them, like, a lot better than others, you know? Yeah, definitely there are a lot that teach pretty bad lessons when you actually like look at it like you take a step back oh, yeah, and you look at it too. um i remember i watched a have you guys have you guys watched like aisha teruze baby or um kodomo no omocha um, no, I'm a, don't think so. I'm a fake shoujo fan i don't know i didn't really watch them okay for those i think they both have uh it's a it's a bigger part in kodomo no omocha but they talk about like um, child abuse or at least in Aisha Teru's Zoo Baby there was most definitely an episode where it was very explicit on child abuse that was happening in like someone's home and it, I kind of learned more about how child abuse is viewed in Japan because of how they portrayed it like people would see it in the in the show people would see it happen but they wouldn't say anything because apparently in Japan, like, it's more of like, oh, oh, that's not my business. I shouldn't pry. Like, maybe I'll say something, but like, they're not gonna call child protective services. And mm. the laws on child abuse are like, are not that great. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I think in Kodomo no Omocha, it wasn't necessarily. I think there was like some form of like, most definitely some form of issues at home i wasn't i don't remember exactly if it was it went to the point of like abusiveness but those are also a couple things where i feel like get expressed pretty well in some shoujos especially the ones with like children yeah this is kind of a tough topic for me to like recall because <laughs> it's yeah but uh i think you mentioned uh miso about like the bad lessons do you have any ideas on like what bad lessons that we can learn from shoujo i think a lot of shoujo's the problem with them is that it's always like a guy saving the girl and like the girl never develops that well without him i don't know if that's a lesson like a damsel like yeah a damsel like damsel in distress yeah there's too much like damsel in, in distress happening and like that's like the main problem i have with shoujo a lot of times same there's a lot of like toxic relationships or like toxic things that happen too sometimes may be portrayed to be normal uh which obviously isn't and so that is like a like a bad lesson too you kind of like read this you learn that oh uh, someone is like i don't know like some toxic trait something happened toxic happens in a relationship um and you learn like that's okay and it's not you know yeah i think one of the worst lessons yeah. would probably also be that like love solves all problems because like a lot of times it's like the guy has like some issue and then like he falls in love and then apparently that issue gets resolved because he's in love as if like the girl can change him like i think that's like the biggest misconception about like romance in shoujo mm. yeah you know, it's that like, oh, he's a bad boy and I can change him. Only I can change him. 
and that's yes. like not true yeah not that's not true it i mean i feel like that most definitely perpetuates itself outside of shoujo as well and like a lot of just like young girl or like teenager targeted um even actually older i feel like older women too um when you're like young adult woman like jose stuff you know like oh it's that bad boy cold mysterious type but has a lot of trauma you know but i can change him not sure if the since you mentioned jose not sure we can nitpick this but like in a lot of jose slash smut stuff um consent is very questionable mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah oh, i found myself just like the more shoujo i read the more like any the more i seek out ones that have good communication between the leads because i don't know um miscommunicate any i i personally just hate the miscommunication trope but like the ones that show have a good example of good communication just feel so satisfying to read because if there's a, a couple that like stops what they're doing and they're angry at each other and they stop and they say we need to talk about this that's way better than just both of them walking away angry that's my little rant right now i feel like that's kind of like it's bad but that's also a good representation of teenagers who are just like hot-headed so i think that they like yeah i most definitely think that it's almost realistic in a sense that a lot of them are teenagers so that they do act that way like thinking about me as a teenager you know like i wasn't the best at communicating um but i guess if it is to take like a stance of teaching people like how you should react especially the way it gets resolved and stuff it most definitely can do a better job at that like there's a fine line of being like realistic and just like teaching toxic traits you know or just showing like some toxicity in like a positive light if that makes sense yeah like how to take a stance against toxicity yeah or like showing how it can be resolved and not just like letting it go and then and then like pretending everything's okay later or ooh, if it opens with you know like the main character with a toxic boyfriend and then her dumping him oh (laughs) there you go move on (laughs) they never dump like the male lead and then move on that's always the problem they're usually pretty toxic yeah. and they just stick it out entire series and I'm like why like they should just break up not my kizakari I am not up to date with that series I kind of just dropped it but from what I hear yeah they should just break up I don't think they should be together they're both toxic with each other they really are same with Horimiya I'm gonna say it now Horimiya like Hori is a little too abusive in my opinion I think like another thing that gets that's that gets enforced in a lot of shoujo mangas is like this idea of um like the innocent female lead who has like no previous experience in dating whatsoever i mean i get that they're in high school but then the male lead always has experience you know oh yeah the male, the female always, lead never the male is always like a playboy yeah and then there's always like this concept of like preservation of purity in female leads you know that might be like a cultural uh, thing. Yeah, I feel like it's a cultural thing. And yeah. like as um, a that kind of focuses Yeah. And focuses like, on purity and like innocence. Yeah, and then as like a Western audience, I guess you would say. It just rubs me the wrong way, I guess. Yeah. I think even then, like it's it might be a cultural thing, but I feel like it's also it can reinforce like negative viewpoints in the younger girls you know who feel like they can't express that part or explore you know their sexuality in that sense as as an example of the opposite there's one it's um the english title translated i think is i'm a good kid but i still want to do it um uh, and it's about this a girl and her first boyfriend who are um st- it shows their struggle it focuses on their struggle of um coming to terms with both of them wanting to 
uh, start ha- like start doing sexual stuff, and it doesn't like show any of it in the manga, um, but they do talk about it. And uh, the main character, the female lead, um, spends a good portion of time saying, uh, trying looking up like what is normal. Like, am, am I weird? Am I like, am I am I a pervert for thinking these things? Nope, you're not. Just want to say that it's human. Yeah, I think that's a really good take on high school relationship. Because let's be real, high school kids are a uh, a little feisty, <laughs> and this pure and innocent thing is just making a really bad message for young girls who are reading or like, getting into their first relationship. Yeah, I feel like it can come off sometimes as like shaming, you know, to girls who do feel that way. Um or like who want to explore their sexuality or things like that it can come off as shaming as like oh you shouldn't be with you shouldn't like be having sex or like be having sex with multiple guys or like having sexual experiences um like the idea that you have to like remain pure for like your husband or boyfriend that kind of idea too sometimes it gets yeah kind of it could get reinforced in that way um, if you do like do that stuff, being viewed as like um, like tainted or like a slut or like or like yeah. a delinquent, you know. Yeah, it definitely builds into like internalized like misogyny. Cause like if you think about sex and all this stuff as a female, you're not you're not normal and like you basically get slut shamed. And Japan is actually like if you look up. Um, there's like dimensions of culture by like Hofstede and they and he brought up like a lot of different points one of them is like masculinity how masculine a culture is or society is and um, the way that he defines masculinity I might be uh, missing some points but I think the general gist of it is basically kind of like how men and women are viewed or like the opportunities men and women have how are they equal um and how the responsibilities of them are viewed like is there like a large separation of them and i think i'm totally butchering it but it's something along those lines and japan actually ranks really high in masculinity in that there's like a big separation um of kind of like men and women and their duties um and their positions of power in work places too yeah that's very reflected in like shoujo i think or any anime or manga that has a female protagonist it's very reflected that the society is quite patriarchal i also think it come it becomes reflected a lot in like jose stuff more where they become married and oftentimes in a lot of those type of stories like the the female character would become a housewife or she would like quit her job or like yeah she which says something kinda... like, oh, I'm quitting my job because I'm getting married, which was like, oh, I thought, I, I remember like when I first read, I forgot which one it was, but I read something where that happened and I was like taken aback a little bit because I was like, are you quitting your job just because you're getting married? Like, what? Oh, there was a Jose, I don't remember, I remember the title, but it's like the opposite. Um, I mean, kind of is the same problem, but basically I think she was like a, not a reporter, Okay, maybe she was a reporter, I don't remember. But she basically told everyone that like when she gets married, she's just going to become a housewife. And everyone was like shaming her for it, which is like opposite problem. But that was mm-hmm, also yeah. a very interesting take that people were not taking it nicely that she wanted to just quit her job and become a housewife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, definitely not shaming anyone for anyone's decision of whether or not you want to be a housewife or if you want to continue yeah. working. But I do feel like just in general it gets perpetuated that if you get married or something like the male counterpart especially in like these japanese um mangas they're always like in a higher position of power or like make more money or like the sole breadwinner things like that it's it's very unrealistic especially in this economy that only one person would be working but like again not shaming anyone who wants to be a housewife in the future and not work that's like completely cool yeah but you should have the choice and you shouldn't feel pressured to do to do one or the other yeah definitely 
I, w- I wanted to say what I've seen um, is if there is one that focuses on like an office worker, usually it's Jose, um, they can't be like a happily smiley or bubbly. They have to be cold and calculating to get to that whatever work position they have. Oh, yeah. Like, if they have a position of power, they're cold and calculating. If they're a secretary or someone of, like, lower position, they're happy and bubbly. It's always like that. Like, we were talking about, like, office workers are, like, female office workers that are in positions of power. They're usually seen as, like, also seen as undesirable in a way. Where, like, you know, guys will casually talk about them and be like, oh, I wouldn't want to marry her because she's, like, too intense or something as if that's like normal or something like that or like is that that's how they see like powerful women and that's one of the bad lessons (laughs) (laughs) i think this topic in general is very hard to just pinpoint it's very you have to like take a step back and kind of look at all the mangoes you've read and i don't know about you guys but i don't remember much That's why I normally choose like the light and fluffy ones, so I don't have to think about the uh, life lessons and stuff. <laughs> Every once oh. in a while, I get in a mood for like drama and like life lessons and like crazy things that whatever the author wants to teach us. So sometimes I like reading them. Usually, I look for lighthearted things that like I can head empty and read. But, like, the one time I was reading, like, a smut, I got smacked of, like, life lessons. If anyone's ever read The Missing O, uh, that one. Yes, I love that one. I love it. It talks so much about, like, the problem with, like, society, with guys looking at girls and, like, how they pit them against each other. And, like, it was such a good read. But I was not expecting that out of, like, a smut borderline hentai manga. Yeah, that one does do a really great job. Now that I, and I almost complete, I completely forgot about that one, but that's a really good example of um, female empowerment. A good example of female empowerment and like, um, you know, girl power, friends helping friends, Definitely. taking down guys. You know. Definitely, because there's a scene where like the guys were like comparing the main girl with like the slightly chubbier girl or bigger girl. And then instead of, like, her agreeing with them, she just kind of, like, yells at them. That's the sort of energy we need. Right? It was a very unexpected, like, woman empowerment out of a smut manga, but I appreciate it. And it lives in my head, like, rent-free with, like, the life lessons in there. I feel like there's just so much internalized misogyny when we think about how women have to be like competing with each other all the time and or like there's like this idea that like women hate other women if that makes sense because then like people are competing Ooh. for male attention and that's such like Definitely. an internalized like, misogyny yeah especially like the rival character there's always a female rival and like mm-hmm. man why why do they have to compete over this guy who's not even that good Bonus points if the rival is an ex. <laughs> oh, not, yeah, my an ex. <laughs> not my keys. Not my keys. Curry, it's not you. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's usually male rivals too, so like we can't say too much about that. But yeah. But I feel like the male rival. But you know, it it's not as like them pitting against each other as much as the females pitting against each other. Like the guys are never seen as evil and like calculating and. That's you know, true. Yeah, they don't usually, like, Most of the- bully, you know. Yeah, they don't bully the guy. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like most of the time, it's like... The, the second male lead is introduced to solidify the first male lead as the first male lead, you know? The the guy. The, the girl looks at both of them and says, Oh yeah, I want number one, thank you. Yeah, and everyone's always having second male lead syndrome, but never second female lead syndrome. Because they're always made out to be so, like, bitchy. Yeah, they're always made to be so evil and, like, just nothing good about them, which I'm like, why? 
Like, I want a romance with the rival character, honestly. I'm waiting. Okay, Loki though, but sometimes, like, the second female lead will have nothing wrong with her. Like, she's just fine, and then people will probably still hate on her because she's the second female lead. I was gonna say, nobody ever hates on the second male lead as much as they hate the rival girl. That's true. Yeah. Have you guys read, um, Swimming Lessons for a Mermaid? It's also a webtoon. No. I am not so up to date, but I have read it. So, you know, there's like the- there's kind of like the- the main male lead's best friend that's a girl. Yeah, Iceland, I think her name? Iceland, yeah. I thought she was fine. She never did anything bitchy to- in my opinion, you know, like, a lot of her actions were justified and seemed reasonable, but there was like tons of hate comments on her when like- because oh. it seemed like she was hating on the female lead or something. Yeah. Um, like, or like yeah, it seemed like she was jealous. Yeah, there's so many unnecessary hate with her. Same with yeah, uh, there's a lot of unnecessary hate. Same with uh, suddenly I became a princess. Is it called the webtoon, or not webtoon, mm -hmm. but the Korean webtoon? And like mm -hmm. everyone hates on. Is her name Jeanette? I think her name was Jeanette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everyone always hates on her in this timeline, even though she's literally done nothing and she's been like a sweetie the entire time, and I don't understand how that happens. <laughs> Yeah, so like, there's sometimes like, not really a reason to hate the characters, but kind of just do. It's always the female, like the second female lead, or like the rival female lead, which is- If anyone ever but there has are also... like- I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I was, I was gonna change the topic, but go ahead. I was also gonna change the topic. Okay, you can go first. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, well there's also mangas, or like shoujo's that do a good job of like representing female relationships you know like women supporting women type of thing i think one of the like korean mangas again that did that pretty well is like inso's law because the females are like good friends and they care about each other and there's like a deep bond between them and there's no rivalry or anything mm -hmm. that's a pretty good one i really it's, like, like very um... rare <laughs> In uh, in Gaku and Alice, I really like the bond between like Mikan and Hotaru, and how they oh, were yeah. best friends, and how that developed too. Cause I thought that was super cute, how they were really close to each oh. other, and I think they developed pretty well too. Well, same with uh, Mikan and uh, I don't remember her name, but like the perm girl, <laughs> the cat girl. Oh yeah, yeah. How like perm. how she like really we'll likes like the main guy, but even in the end, they develop a friendship, and it's like there's not much of a rivalry later on, and it's kind of mm -hmm. nice to see that instead of just her being evil and bad. That's true. There's also like there's a sh there's a manga called Tomodachi. I'm pretty sure it's been a long time since I read it too, but that just focuses mainly on like female relationships. That one was a little iffy to me as well, but um, Wait, why was it I think iffy? It was, I think it was like, if I remember correctly, it was iffy because she would like, she would date a guy, right? And she, she was, she would date a guy and then if the guy wouldn't be willing to like do things for her best friend or like get along with her best friend as well or like go on dates with them plus the best friend too. Like, be okay with the best friend third wheeling and stuff. Then she would, like, dump him real fast. Or if, like, the best friend didn't like him, she would, like, dump him really fast. And it was kind of yeah, weird. That's so weird. Yeah. I think it was a little weird. It sounds weird, but I think it got developed in a way that wasn't horrible. I don't remember, to be honest. I just remember it did talk a lot. It was mostly about, you know, female relationships. Like, the guy, the romance was very second, like, second thought for it. Um, that just reminded me of like this anime. Can't remember the name. It was about like a bunch of girls who kind of just discuss about sex and like they're going through puberty, and it was all about them like talking about it and how it's like normal. And so I don't remember the anime name though. It kind of sounds familiar. I feel like I might have heard of something like this. Like I can't. I really cannot remember. It was like they were in like a club together, and then one of the girls wrote like erotic fanfic or something that's all i remember but i think that was a really good 
like step forward about talking about the taboo topic among females have you guys ever um read nana iro kakume which one's that so it's um so it's about this girl these two friends right and you hate the like you really hate the like the so-called best friend because she's super super manipulative and they just kind of like but the the whole story is mostly focused on their relationship um there's like a there's like a male lead too but like they there's like a huge time skip like it goes from like elementary school or like middle school all the way to like high school and there's like a male lead too but like their romance is very very like on the back burner like it's there but it's not really the main point it's about the relationship between this girl and like this really really like toxic best friend and she like it's like a lot of ups and downs of like this girl trying to the main lead nana she's like trying to figure out um how to develop on her own figure out what she likes because like all throughout elementary school she isn't following around like her so-called best friend and like doing everything she liked and not you know being herself and doing the things she she liked herself and she would just get dragged along by this like best friend and be manipulated into being together all the time and like having matching hairstyles matching key charms and it's just kind of like a story of how that female lead breaks out of her shell in a sense breaks off those like chains that she had with the first female lead uh, or not the first the her best friend and she kind of develops her own really or her own personality and relationships with like other people as well like other girls that she comes across yeah it's um it's a very frustrating mm-hmm. manga anyone who's read it will know exactly what i what i was saying because her best friend is like incredibly toxic like she's hella toxic yeah i recommend it if you're into like if you're into for some drama and just like if you want to be angry <laughs> but i think yeah, it's a very was... interesting read like it was very interesting what other like female female relationships did you guys like or can you guys think of any other female female relationships that you thought were done pretty well in a shoujo? Honestly, I can't remember anymore because a lot of shoujos kind of they have a best friend, but they're always put in like the back burner, and you always forget about her. And then she shows up when there's a relationship problem. That's like the only reason they exist in a lot of shoujos. Yeah, I'm trying to think now, and the missing O is the best example uh, that I can think of. Yeah, missing O had a really good friendship like cast and like their bond was quite deep mm-hmm. they exist there was like other life problems that existed outside of relationships and they all talked th- about things outside of relationships as well and it was kind of refreshing mm. all right is there anything else you guys would like to add to our discussion on shoujos that teach larger lessons or bad lessons or how to cook <laughs> we've read a lot it's just hard to i guess hard to pick out the lessons in all of them and not all of them have really obvious lessons some of them are kind of like uh simple i guess (laughs) a lot of them don't really have lessons to begin with because it's just a simple love story that guilty pleasure we all read yeah well i feel like if you really tried you can get a lesson out of any of them you know um most definitely but yeah I, I think a lot of them are also really hard to sum up in like a like a sentence or they'll teach multiple lessons like there's a lot to learn from some of them the ones that have lessons are usually like packed full of them yeah and, and those think- are usually like the long dramas <laughs> Yeah, and I think they usually come with some of the best characters too, like some of the most realistic characters, the ones that aren't Mary Sue's. Um, actually, sometimes, you know, you can learn a lot of lessons from Mary Sue's too. Um, 
definitely, yeah, there's definitely lessons in every mangoes that can be, like, extracted from them. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to just, like, pinpoint it, like, like this yeah, right now. you know. You know, and, like, Shugokara or Kara or whatever, or, like, um, even in, I think I, re- I remember in, like, uh, Kaichowa Meitama, like, something bad, like, there'll be, like, some character that has an issue and, like, they'll go solve it, and then there's always that, like, background music while she's, like, talking to them. And yeah, she's, the like, saying, like, yeah, she's, like, saying, like, you think that, you think that all people are, act this way because of, like, this trauma that you had, but, you know, people are actually good, and I'm actually good, and I trust in my friends, and, like, they'll say, like, something like that, and there's, like, a background music, and it's, like, da na 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 know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, I guess that, like, whiplash from all the anime just, like, flashed into my mind with the same You know what like, I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. There's definitely yeah, a so, lot like, of that. There's some... There's some that will, like, technically do a lesson with every arc or, like, almost every episode, like, in Shigochara or, like, the, all those magical coral ones. Like, there's usually a lesson in each episode. This is true. Thinking about the lessons in, um, uh, Madoka. Madoka Magica. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it just card Cardcaptor Sakura, too. <laughs> <laughs> there's lessons about friendship and, like, you know, being careful what you wish for. Oh, that's like a big thing. I don't know if that's a spoiler, but that's a big uh, yeah. Well, um, I think that kind of wraps up our discussion on shoujos that teach lessons. I hope everyone um, enjoyed our discussion today and hope you were able to learn of some new titles that you can read and hopefully learn lessons from. Um, I'm most definitely going to check out that cooking manga that B is mentioned because I'm kind of interested. Like, I'm really interested in cooking now. I want to see what recipes they have. So yeah, um, tune in next time for our new episode. And check us out on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Um, I think the TikTok is especially cool um you should most definitely go on our tiktok and like our videos because i put a lot of time and effort into them yep and our twitter is at the shoujoverse what is the uh tiktok it's into the shoujoverse it is into the shoujoverse yeah yeah look us up on social media follow us look us up on social media anything else you guys want to add like and subscribe just like and subscribe yeah and we are available on multiple streaming platforms now so which you are listening to right now on one of those you can also like at us if you want to comment on something you want to hear about on twitter i guess talk to us give us suggestions we love interacting with our listeners all right hope you guys have a nice rest of your day Bye -bye. Bye bye bye